If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the master of hype, Snow Bike Mike. Greg Miller, good morning. It's nice to see you on a lovely day, and I'm pumped up to talk about some video game news with you. I'm pumped up too, Mike. I made sure I had my DualSense right here so you could understand Ooh. what a real controller looks like. You got a, what do you got, an Xbox 360 controller there on your shirt? You're digging it? Are we going to do the show? You want to yeah, you want to do it like this, Greg? Yeah, we can talk through the mic, talk through it, all right? You can yeah, yeah. Me? This is the best invention they've ever put on a controller. You know, that's the best thing. All right, not everybody's I, like you. One of the three richest kings has microphones left and right, all right? It's a great I idea, that controller. <laughs> We're going to have some fun today, Greg. Let's bring some energy. Let's have a good time. And uh, Kevin's here, too, I think. He's somewhere in the background. <laughs> Kevin is here as well. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. I, I have a feeling that he like he thinks it's dumb, but also he likes it. Like I think he actually likes the controller. Well, it's that thing where now he's trying to turn it into a bit because this man yeah. dead ass looked at us and said the dual sense is a terrible controller. And then the world was like, that's the stupidest thing ever. Everybody loves this <laughs> controller. And now he's like, Oh, it's a bit. It's a bit. You know it's what I mean? Bit. That's it's what a it bit. Is. I gotta jump on the good side now. It's right. I gotta be over with everybody. Talk about else. how much energy you have uh, and how this is gonna be a great show, because it's gonna be a great show, ladies and mm -hmm. gentlemen. Lots of great news and lots of fun things to talk about. What I want to know is obviously we're gonna talk new world here. We're gonna get into this there new world with some news eventually on this Roper report. But before then, did you get any sleep? Were you playing that all night long? What happened last night? Because obviously I left you high on it. You were high on the stream. You enjoyed it quite a bit. YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays. You can go watch it. You can go watch it right now uh greg i was high and the best part was is i went back to it right mm -hmm. and i sat through a two and a half hour long server queue just to play it again last God night damn. and so that's how high i was is i was willing to stare at a computer screen for two and a half hours waiting and waiting and uh jump back in and continue to have fun got some quests done got up to level 15 by the end of wow. the night so feeling pretty good but uh no i i can't wait to play more with you and the gang i think this is a really solid MMO that we can get into right now. Uh, I want to talk more about it. So let's save some impressions of uh, New World for when we get there for item number two, because this, ladies and gentlemen, is kind of funny games daily. Today we'll be tackling Spider Man 2 tidbits, New World news, and of course, Netflix buying the developer of Oxen Free. We'll do all of that and more because we're your daily news program for video games. If you didn't know, uh, you can tune in on a variety of platforms. Get us going through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you want to be part of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of Kind of Funny Games Daily with your questions about the topics of the day. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. You can get the show ad-free. You can get a bevy of other benefits like being able to watch our other shows live as we record them, like the Kind of Funny Games cast, the Kind of funny x cast ps i love you xoxo and so much more but if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can get a brand spanking new episode of kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe uh, if that wasn't enough for you, of course, you can now support us using our Epic Games Creator Code. That means if you're buying a game on the Epic Games Store, if you're buying V-Bucks on your PlayStation, if you're playing Rocket League on your Switch and you want to get some kind of cool cap, use the creator code kind of funny on anything epic publishes or works with you can get us a few bucks by not doing anything and it's great uh of course housekeeping for you ladies and gentlemen there's a brand new kind of funny games cast live right now it is myself it is andy it is tim and it is the return of doki doki himself jared petty the reverend is back ladies and gentlemen on the kind of funny games cast we go back to an, the annals of history and find a 2019 episode of the games cast where we predicted what games would be like in 2021 it is a trip to see how much we got right and how wrong andy was all the time 
If that's not your speed, of course, there's a new episode of PS I Love You XOXO up. It's, of course, labeled the Life is Strange spoiler cast for True Colors, but that's honestly the back half of the show. You still get an hour-long PS I Love You before we even get to that game, which you should play, and if you're not going to play, you might as well listen to it because it's a really cool story. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, next week, guess what? Uh, Blessing and Andy are taking part in Panda's All-Star Nick Vitational, a huge Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl tournament featuring a bunch of big YouTubers and streamers like uh, Avali, uh, Most Critical, Ludwig, and more. It's all to raise uh, money for the charity, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And Andy and Blessing need your help. Competitors in the tournament and their community have one week to raise money to bid on their favorite character. That's based on the money you donate. Right now, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash bless and kindoffunny.com slash Andy to donate so the guys can bid on the character of their choice. And remember that all the money goes to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. The tournament is happening Tuesday, October 5th at noon Pacific time on twitch.tv slash panda global so again you're going to support charity you want to do some good stuff go to kindoffunny.com slash bless kindoffunny.com slash andy i had not read this till we got right here and now i kind of feel bad of yelling at the top of the document at blessing to get out of the document i was like you're on vacation get out of here why are you here i did not realize he was putting charity information in there so ooh, i guess i have to go donate to kindoffunny.com slash bless after this uh thank you to our patreon producers the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan and blackjack today we're brought to you by liquid iv express vpn and demon slayer but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report Time for some news. Ah, yeah, five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Uh, let's start with number one snow bike Mike. Spider-Man 2 will be Return of the Jedi Dark. We are going to IGN.com where Jared Moore writes. Marvel has said that Insomniacs, Spider-Man 2 will present fans with a darker follow-up to its previous two installments, comparing the game's tone uh, to The Empire Strikes Back. Speaking on a recent episode of This Week in Marvel podcast, creative vice president and Marvel Entertainment's Bill Roseman uh, gave fans uh, a brief insight into what they can expect from Spider-Man 2. Quote, if the first Spider-Man game was Star Wars, Spider-Man 2 is kind of our empire, Roseman said. It gets a little darker. Insomniac's first Spidey adventure did well to set fans up with the studio's take on Peter Parker by exploring elements of the character's superhero secret identity and relationships without leaning too far into uh, too far too early into some of Spider-Man's grittier, grittier storylines. Uh, they also then recap Miles Morales, but you know that great game everybody played. Uh, elsewhere in the interview, uh, Roseman remained relatively tight-lipped when talking about Insomniac's upcoming Wolverine game, which was also showed off in a brief teaser trailer at this year's PlayStation Showcase. Quote, we will eventually reveal when Wolverine is aimed to launch, Roseman said. For more, go back and study those trailers. They are packed with details and Easter eggs, end quote. All well and good about Wolverine. Yeah, we'll hear about that, whatever. Snow Bike Mike, how do you feel about a darker Spider-Man 2? You know what, Greg? Uh, I'm into it. I mean, this is a awesome studio, an awesome team creating an awesome game. And if they want to get a little dark and grittier with the storyline, I'm into that, right? I'm not actually into a really, I don't really care about a darker or lighter storyline, Greg, because I'm here for the big hero moments, right? Like that's what, when I read this, I was like, you know what? That's all well and good. I'm here for that epic conclusion, that finale mm -hmm. that we saw in Spider-Man 1 or right at the end of Miles that made you cry and how beautiful that was. Like, all that lead up to that moment doesn't really matter to me. I'm here for the big payoff moment, but I'm interested. I mean, Venom, I love Venom, and I want to see something scary. I want to see something mean, and uh, a little gritty is fine with me. First off, everybody in your wrong. Not everybody. George Luca, Lanky Dragoon. Thank you very much for keeping me honest. I screwed up the, st st spider, uh, the Star Wars reference when I introduced it, right? As the article says, Empire Strikes Back Dark. I said Return of the Jedi Dark because, mm. of course, I love Ewoks. What am I going to say? All right. <laughs> Ewoks are the Egg McMuffins of my life. All right. Let's get them out there. Let's see what they're up to. What are they doing? Uh, Kevin, you love a good Ewok? I mean, they're fine. Oh, so Enjoy disappointing. Heart, you know what I mean? So I like when they sing, you know, after murdering people. Yep, yep. Yes, Remember that? Mm -hmm. God. What, what, a, what a scene. I love the little fuckers. <laughs> there you go, Kevin. There you go. Uh, they were uh, I'm correcting my headline, too, because I did it. Uh, Spider-Man 2 to be Empire Strikes Back, Dark. That was a close one. You know what I mean? You two would eat me alive. Um, well, for me, Mike, with this story, obviously, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Where do you fall? Mm -hmm. I forget. Spider-Man uh, Insomniac. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Huge. Were you into huge. it? Yeah, I yeah. loved them. Yeah, yeah. This is great. This is a top-tier game and got to play it. And so... For me, this isn't surprising because this is what I've been predicting for so long. 
right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's interesting about this, Mike. So, of course, we've had the trailer, PlayStation Showcase, uh, Miles, Spidey fighting side by side there against, you know, uh, some electricity. Well, they're shooting off electricity. They're beating up a bunch of bad guys. And then, of course, Venom at the end. It's Craven, if you ask me, talking over it, of course, talking about the hunt, all this stuff. So, you know, Craven's going to be in it. Venom's going to be in it. But I stand by that I think what we're getting for the storyline is, is that this game will open with Spider-Man and Miles Morales. And I should say Peter and Spider-Man. Obviously, they're both the Spider-Men. All right, the Spider-Men, Mike, uh, start off with them fighting Harry. Of course, these are full-blown spoilers for Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales, everybody. You had your chance. All right, you should all have these platinum trophies. I don't know what to do for you. Uh, but the Spider-Man will be fighting Harry, who we see at the end of Spider-Man uh, PS4, right, in the tank or whatever. Uh, or, and then, of course, we have more Easter eggs for him. But, like, uh, he's already got the symbiote on him. He's already going to be that. I think I don't know if it'll be as direct as Kingpin was at the beginning of Spider-Man, where it was, like, as soon as we went, we took down Kingpin. It might be maybe there's a few missions building up. We already know Harry's out. We already know he's uh, got the symbiote on him, and he's acting a fool whatever though early in that game i think you're gonna fight uh as uh you know miles peter uh you'll take down uh uh harry uh spidey will, uh, peter will get the symbiote on him then we will get some time with him new things to unlock new suit upgrades to go that way but it will continue to make him more and more aggressive more and more angry and then at some point we do the flip where we t- start playing as miles peter's now the bad guy and we have to go after peter and fight him leading up to the end where of course it gets free and we have venom to fight and that's where we go off and do it that way and so for that entire storyline right and i think to do the symbiote well to do the venom storyline well you have to get dark you have to have a meaner peter you have to have me- peter being meaner to uh, mary jane especially you're going to introduce venom here you assume to be the third act he's got to be a terrifying uh bone crunching bloody kind of villain right he's got to take spider-man to that precipice and, and beat him nearly to death to then have it be something that matters mike does that sound right does that sound Ooh. wrong Big no, I'm happy that you're alongside me because that sounds great to me. I'm really excited about that. And if that's the way they go, that sounds really, really awesome. I would ask you the question then for me, right, who's somebody who gets lost in these open world games because you're doing fetch quest to fetch quest. And sometimes the story trickles off and then you got to kind of be reared back into it. Do you worry that you can't hit on that darker tone and really have an impactful story when I'm going after a backpack or chasing a new landmarker, fighting the same enemy for the thousandth time in a side quest that doesn't really matter. No, I don't think so, because I think Insomniac's shown time and time again how talented they are and how much reverence they have for this material. So I do think that even if it is us as Black Suit Peter uh, going off, right, because I feel like we have to build that tension that Peter's starting to go uh, awry. And maybe you, maybe I'm wrong, too, that when Peter does get the symbiote, we flip to Miles then, and we are playing Miles the whole time and seeing Peter get you know, a, a little bit more uh, uh, off the beaten path, which I guess would make more sense for what you're talking about. But I go back to, you know, remember uh, for Spider-Man PS4, uh, Insomniac recorded two lines of dialogue for every conversation, right? One that would be, all right, cool. Spider-Man's standing on a building. One is Spider-Man's, you know, swinging through New York. Spider-Man's doing something where he has to be breathing heavily. And I think that is such a small nod to, oh, there's details here. But I could see that if not, certain collectibles are locked out that there's a different line of dialogue when you are being uh you know symbiote spider-man swinging around trying to get the backpacks trying to get whatever collectible you're after or if there's new lines of dialogue with side missions and when you start going there right i think it's something you can go in and have there that you know put spider-man on a different path and lets the player know too that obviously this is different but again you know it could easily be like I'm saying that maybe the I'm breaking up into thirds for some reason, but that first third is, you know, trying to take down Harry, you take down Harry, Peter gets the symbiote. We flip to miles. Miles starts to notice all of these different things while Spider-Man and miles are dealing with Craven hunting Spider-Man. You assume then probably, you know, Spider-Man takes Craven to the limit, right? Beats him nearly to death or whatever. That's when they're like, Whoa, hold on, man. You got to like pull back. He hits miles. Uh, then the third thing is building up. The problem is that I, I want to give venom enough time. You know, uh, one of the mm-hmm. things Again, and I oh, I know I always sit around here just putting Insomniac on a pedestal. I put them on a pedestal, Mike, because they're so goddamn good. But when we did the Spider-Man PS4 spoiler cast as a kind of funny games cast, youtube.com slash kind of funny uh, games, uh, you know, uh, Brian came through, Brian Intahar, right? And he was talking to us and we were talking about costumes. And I, of course, was wearing my uh, symbiote shirt. And I was like, where is the black suit? And Brian said, you know, like the black suit is so impactful and so powerful that it needs to have its story told the right way. And that doesn't mean just popping it into a game and having it there for you to play like for no reason. And so when I say that, and then I start talking to you about how I see it in thirds and yada, 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 Venom's confirmed in the game. And I don't think they would do a 
uh, Spider-Man 3 movie deal where it's like so Venom gets introduced really abruptly at the end. We try to build all this shit and then we fight him. Like, I don't know how you put him in there and have what I'm talking about happen unless maybe it is that first battle is immediately us fighting Pete, uh, Harry. Symbiote gets off him, gets onto Pete, and then we play to begin with as Miles. And then Pete, you know, I mean, like, he's gotta, you've got to have this shakeup, but you've got to then get him free to then go be, uh, have Venom come after you. Maybe Venom, you know, goes on uh, Craven this time around. We don't know. It doesn't have to be Eddie Brock. It doesn't have to be that. But long story short, Mike, I can't fucking wait. I can't wait to see what they do. I can't wait to do it. I love the Black Suit Spider-Man storyline. Uh, I've obviously, you know, grew up with McFarlane Spider-Man, so I love fucking Venom. Like, I'm totally stoked for this, and I hope it's dark. Well, I mean, since we're talking about it, and you're giving all of us here that's listening and watching just a great painting here. I'm really enjoying what you're putting up there. Let's talk about more, a little bit more in depth. Like, how dark and gritty can we get? What can Miles and Peter really lose and have us care for? And then at the same time, what other villains could I possibly see, Greg? You talk about Craven and Venom. Are there any other cameos we'll see, or will we focus oh, on just those two? Oh, my God. You're, I think you're going to get so many cameos, and I think you'll get different cameos. You know what I mean? And, okay. like, I think, you know, one of my criticisms of Spider-Man PS4, right, and there's, I think it's few and far between on what amazing game that was, was I thought that the Sinister Six really didn't get their due, right? Like, mm -hmm. I thought, like, we bust them all out of the, uh, or they all bust out of the raft, right, and we go and fight them. But it was like, all right, cool. Or strikers, whatever it was. Uh, you, we fight them, but it was also quick, right? Of like our fight with Electro, our you know, the fight with the Vulture. You're like, oh, okay, like I would have rather seen them breathe. I think you get more into that. I think you uh, have Craven. I think you have Venom. I think you have Harry at the front, but I think you have to have Green Goblin in there, right? Like this is at least the setup to it. We already know in this universe, you know, Norman Osborn's the mayor, right? He uh, has some of that glider tech when you're sneaking around his house in Spider Man PS4. So you would assume that if Spider Man takes down his son, maybe even you know something goes wrong as it often does right and his son's put back in a coma maybe harry's killed whatever that then motivates obviously uh norman to go out there get get on the glider get out there and do some stuff like i think that's what it's all about right and i think you want to have that but again when you get into green goblin then then you're having a similar conversation of like well green goblin's kind of a major spider-man villain right like how do you give him his just reward how do you give him just do does he kill uh mj this time around you know what i mean like because I, I forget chat correct me if i'm wrong i don't remember or no i, I do remember right no mention of gwen stacy in spider-man ps4 i'm like 98 percent sure on that one right chat let me know i'm looking at the live chat for that so it's like could you do you flip it here yeah no mention thank you frog Knight joshy g just to keep me honest i would say then maybe yeah you introduce green goblin here and you want to get darker does he you know does mary jane die there but i think that's too much it's we can't Spider-Man 3 movie, Spider-Man 2, the game, where we just shove so much shit into because we're so excited to be back. And again, I don't think Insomniac would do that. Like, I, you know, I applaud them so much for Spider-Man PS4, but more so for Miles Morales, where I thought that was such a great story. That was so well done. And yes, it's a smaller game than Spider-Man PS4, but it had the impact with me. It came out quicker. It was all there for it. So... I don't think, you know, establishing this universe and doing more stuff and more world building and having, even if it's just Norman angry at, you know, Spider-Man and having him then work on the glider and that's another Easter egg, whatever, I'm fine with that. Like, I'd be all about it. But I think they have such a cool universe there. I don't want them to fuck it up and rush too fast. But Insomniac has shown me no reason to think that they would go fuck this up. And so I can't <laughs> wait. And that's the thing is like, I know, you know, one of the other things I had said about Spider-Man PS4 at review was like, I thought it was a bit too predictable, which... I stand by in some regards and not in others. You know what I mean? Of like when Doc Ock showed up, that was super crazy and surprising, right? But then as we saw him start be, still to, to still go down the villain route, I was so hopeful that he wouldn't. I was hopeful that that would be the change, that we would see him not be the change. I say all that, right? But for this Venom storyline, I'm like, I hope it's what I'm predicting. I hope that's what I get to play. I hope, I mean, I, you know, I wonder if you'll see, you know, you're talking about how much darker could it get. You have to start going after, uh, as Bill Roseman quoted here, always talks about, right? The best Spider-Man stories, and he's when he's talking about a Peter story, and this is from PS4 stuff. The best Spider-Man stories are stories that are equally Peter and are equally uh, Spidey, right? Where it's the same conflict for both of them. They each have to go through it. And you saw that with Miles as well, right? As he went through his journey with the Tinkerer uh, in Spider-Man Miles Morales. So to get here and then put more on the line, you wonder, yeah, is it, miles having to deal with uh you know his friend is it miles having to deal with his mom is it who is who's there and then for pete is it pete having to deal with mj like not damsel in distress kind of shit but a villain that is you know taking over both their lives and i really do think that the symbiote being the main villain throughout this thing right if that is what pushes him to hit miles to be mean to mary jane to really fuck up his life i think that's enough of a, a dark tone and i think to then have it get off and be venom who you know is venom then hunting the family and going after whatever 
let's hold for one more question then, because I love talking Spidey with you. And I think everybody out there listening loves Spider-Man, loves the universe that they're building over there. Now let's look forward with Wolverine, right? Mm. They talk Mm. right at the end there. There's that little piece of like, hey, go back to the trailers packed with Easter eggs. Do we see maybe some sort of connection at the end of this Spider-Man game to Wolverine? Or do we wait all the way till the end of Wolverine to somehow connect it to Spider-Man or no connection at all? What do you see in your mind here? I don't think, and I'm out on a limb here, I don't think you see, well, uh, I don't think you see Spider-Man 2 be like, whoa, Wolverine, blah, 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 Logan. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think there's any kind of like, even in, even a teaser at the end that is like, I wonder what's happening, Alberta or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, no claws, no Wolverine, no. A errant mention from Pete, you know what I mean? Of like, oh, God, I know a guy who smells that bad when he's like fighting somebody in a bar or, <laughs> man, he has his heart as Wolverine. Or we find some collectible, right, yes. that is referencing the fact that mutants exist or whatever. Maybe something to that thing. But I don't think I, – I think it would, if anything, you would go the opposite way where Wolverine's game would finish, right, and he would have a more direct thing to Spider-Man mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. that the other way around that way. Because, again, you- like as soon as you go in and you say, all right, cool. Because, again, like even though it's not clear if they're in the same universe. You know, that PlayStation blog post talking about it had a thing at the end of like, you know, we're excited to do this. this it was, we're excited to make our own Spider-Man universe and now Wolverine. And it was like – Wait, are you excited to make your own Spider-Man universe and your same Wolverine universe? Or are you excited to make your own Spider-Man universe that now includes Wolverine? There's debate there. I have not seen kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, please. If there's been a statement from Insomniac or Bill or whoever from Marvel Games being like, boom, no, this is the actual fact. Uh, And so to drop that even into this uh, next game, like a Wolverine reference, opens up kind of a, a can of worms there right of like all right cool so are they gonna have to explain mutants all over the fact like what about mm. professor x what about this what about that blah 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 blah, blah. and like the dominoes just go and it's i think that's too much for spider-man to deal with especially with the fact that there were so many references to you know avengers or just the greater marvel universe in spider-man ps4 yeah that's a good one i could definitely see like a small radio post or tv segment in the background of something about him i think that would be a fun little easter egg but yeah it'll be interesting to see how they connect these two if they connect these two at all that's going to be a lot of fun but a great studio making some awesome games and some ips that we really love and getting to nerd out with you about spider-man is awesome greg i love it i can't fucking wait to and and we get to do so much more of it then it's the excitement too of i really hope that they keep this cadence up that it's like cool here's spider-man 2 and then in a year and a half here's a another nine hour tale and it doesn't mm, have to be miles i'm not okay. saying miles always has to be that secondary thing you know what i mean whatever give me a new character you introduced or give it just be spider-man whatever like i can't wait to get back Ooh. into that universe just talking about it and getting hype about it has been like man i gotta get back i started a new game plus playthrough of spider-man uh, remastered when we got that on ps5 it's like shit maybe i get back to that but of course then there's a million things oh. and don't even fucking guys why would you say that yeah, you know what Have I was going to say. I've not shown yeah. you how hype I am. And I look at the chat and everybody's saying Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen, yeah, uh-huh. If fucking Spider-Gwen is the Miles Morales uh, tidbit, the uh, whatever, I don't even want to call it, dessert appetizer to the next game, dessert to Spider-Man 2, appetizer to Spider-Man 3, get the fuck out of here. But again, I feel like we're talking about adding way too much in. Like like Spider-Man, I, don't, I do not want Spider-Man 2 to collapse under the pressure of trying to establish 19 other things. And mm. I think the fact that you're already saying, cool, I, and I'm I, not confirmed, obviously, but I'm guaranteed. Or maybe they did confirm it. Uh, let me know what the blog post says. Confirmed, I'm saying, if not all but confirmed, that you're playing as both Spider-Man and Miles in this game, right? Like, or God, Peter and Miles, sorry. Uh, it's this thing of, like, that's great, but then to, like, add in another character of Gwen and already have Mary Jane and already have Spider-Man's mom, or, uh, God, I'm fucking all of now. Miles' mom, Miles' friend have all these people in there then symbiote harry that you kind of know but maybe you don't then craven then venom then we're doing this norman shit like you got to pump the brakes at some point and figure it out and i think it makes more sense to have if i'm being crazy about it right to have mary jane die in this game to set up gwen in the next one and like maybe the easter egg is gwen or maybe gwen is just a side like you see her or whatever she's i don't know what the fuck's going on but don't even get me started we get fucking we get spider gwen at some point in this universe don't even get me fucking started at that point, I would say, close down every other PlayStation studio, put them all under Insomniac, give me a Spider-Man game a month, okay? Just go. Don't close the other people down. Uh, number two on the Roper Report, Mike, let's talk about the new 
world order. No, 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 new world order. This is an NWO reference from WWE slash WCW. Um, I have several New World Order uh, stories here for you, Mikey. Uh, number one, we talked about that wait time you were in. How long? Two and a half hours? Two hours? Two and a half hours for me. Good Lord. How long did you uh, play after you got in? Uh, probably about four. So okay, I got okay. my time's worth. But yeah, I mean, this was peak time, Pacific time, right? Because we're on the NA West server. Sure. So I logged on at five o'clock and it took me two and a half hours to get in. So that's prime time gaming for everybody here on the West Coast after work and I saw Gary Witta. He must have been in the queue for two to three hours. So was Andy. Like right when we logged on, that was probably prime time. I was Everybody in the thousands and then yeah. just slowly ticking down. It was bad. Okay. So they're working on those queue times. This is mm-hmm. Joe Screble over at IGN.com. Joe Screbbles over at IGN.com. New World was absolutely huge at launch yesterday to the point where it became very hard to actually play the game. Thankfully, Amazon Games has been working on lowering queue times across the globe to help get new players into the MMO. The developer has been updating the New World forums throughout its first day of release. So far, the EU Central, North American West, North American East, and Australia servers have had additional worlds added, uh, with the aim of offering more of an even spread of players. With the team promising to monitor world congestion, you can likely expect more expansions as time goes on. If you're looking to jump in while the hype is hot, a new fan-run website, New World Status, aims to offer live update, I'm sorry, live data for player counts across the world, including numbers of people waiting in the queue for any given in-game world with an estimated average wait time. It's possible that even Amazon was taken by surprise with New World's launch day popularity. It very quickly became Steam's most played game of the year, reaching over 700,000 concurrent players, smashing Valheim's record, or huge record, from earlier in 2021. Mike, would this solve it for you? You, of course, I joined yesterday. I was kind of, I got to be on autopilot. You told me where mm-hmm. to go. You told me what to click on. I got into the game and I was playing with you guys having a great time after I waited a little bit, but like what it was like 91. I think if you look at my Twitter uh, for this though, if they're creating, you're talking about, okay, cool. They're jumping in there and they're, you know, working on lowering the things by adding in new worlds. You know, they have additional worlds added. That still fucks it up, right? Because I'm committed to the world I'm on because I want to play with you. That is correct, Greg. So unfortunately for us, right, we picked the heavily populated world and that's what we're going to have to deal with for the first two weeks of, you know, probably being on the back burner in queue times and waiting a while. But what I saw was pretty cool was they're adding these new worlds and players right now can jump into those so they can start to play and have some fun. And it looks like in two weeks from now, they're going to add an opportunity for players to be able to transfer worlds right now. So that's a little bit of a safety net. But the issue is, Greg, of course, if you join a different world than me, we can't play together. The whole part about an MMO is us playing together and having fun. So these first two weeks are really what matter for players to have, you know, a good time together. But it's awesome to know that there's a little safety net back there. If we were to join today and we saw those high queue times when we went to a low server, at least we know we could transfer over. That's a cool opportunity. Are you super bugged by it? Like, I mean, obviously, no. I think it's going to get better day by day, right? Like I, we, I jumped in and had a great time with you yesterday, the heat of the moment, uh, as they talk about here, right? You want to hit while the hype is hot. Uh, however, I'm already working on a different game for review now, which means that I'm not going back to this game anytime soon. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of people like that, that were looky lose that aren't going to come and congest everything. No, for me, I, I think Gary would have spoke on it really well yesterday. Like this is to be expected with the MMOs and this genre. This is normally what happens with an always online type situation. And you know, I, I've come to understand it. I've come to work around it, right? Thankfully, we live in a world where you probably have a different TV. You could play a different console while you wait in the queue. You could play on Xbox Game Pass with the cloud and just sit there and pass the time like I did, right? Sure. But uh, this is to be expected. This is running the course. I think what it really says to me is it's awesome to know that this genre, this MMO fantasy type world is still really hot, still right? Popular. It's something yeah, yeah. that I grew up World of Warcraft was one of my favorite games of all time. I loved World of Warcraft. I loved the idea of playing in a massive scale with a bunch of people, right? And as that went on, you saw different games come and go, and not many have truly survived or made a big impact in this space. And it's one of those of like, is this turning into something different? Are we moving into a first-person shooter Destiny-type world where these are the games that people want? Or are we going back to a single-player narrative-driven game? And it is really cool to know that, Final Fantasy is popping, as everybody will say in the chat in the comments. You know, WoW is still WoW, right? And you see this game jump in. 
with huge player counts. And that's a really positive thing to know that people still want this kind of experience in gaming, which I love. So that's uh, bring me there. We talked about, you know, you obviously waiting in line to play. You're playing on stream yesterday, youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Go catch the archive of Kevin, you, Andy, Nick, and then me coming in to play this game, right? But the question I have here, right? Uh, the thought behind it is, what do you think of this game? We talked about it on Gamescast mm. with Andy and me, but of course, Twinfinite, big money, money hat from Twinfinite. Jared Petty had to come in there and he had to take a spot. Where are you at? Like, what is the, you're talking about this game, like, and what it could look like down the road, what it could look like after the fact, et cetera, et cetera. Where are you? Do you, are you having fun? Why are you having fun? Do you see it being successful long term? Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm kind of split. I, I'm having fun. And that's where I want to put it right now. I am truly having a good time with this because it's that new, car smell it's that new game where you're exploring and seeing new things and i've loved what they've done with the combat and the gameplay i'm really enjoying the real-time hack and slash combat with the dodge and the block and the slash and then having the three abilities instead of getting lost at a world of warcraft where you have all your abilities tied to button presses one through your equal sign and there's just so much to manage right i think a lot of people love that real time it feels like you're actually doing something instead of just pressing buttons over and over again. And that goes a long way for players of this generation. So I like what they've done with the combat. I love that it's so fluid, right? You get to sure. create one player, and that player can do a multitude of things. I think back in the day for WoW, you got so pigeonholed into one or the other, right? You're either the tank, or you're the ranged hunter, or you're the druid, right? And you had to make that tough decision of what role you want to play. I love here, it's like, hey... You can grab any weapon, you can level up that weapon, you can fit into a sit and roll, and you can switch it on a dime if you want to. And that goes a long way for me, along with a lot of free respects, which is really, really nice, right? You and I, Greg, the biggest problem I always have in these games is where do I put my points? Where do I put these talent skills? And I stress and I worry, and then I go read a forum and I read this, and then I figure out I did it all wrong and I hate my life and I never want to play again. And so it's a big deal when you have like, Hey, get up to level 20 or 25 and you can respec all of that for free and nothing will be bad. And like, that's a really good player positive thing on the flip side, Greg, the one thing that like I'm still 50, 50 on of course is the world, right? I think what makes wow so special is Azeroth and all of the themes and all of the characters and the different kind of creatures you see here right now. It is a very beautiful world. It's a different kind of look to it. Right. But you're also just in a generic, fantasy setting you just have generic human npcs running around you're fighting pretty generic monsters from undead to a little bit of waverins right there's not that cool fantasy moment of like oh there's a tauren or there's a night elf hey look at this crazy bear that i'm fighting like that's what makes wow so special and still so prevalent to this day so the setting for me i think will be a little interesting 20 to 40 hours down the road of like am i still into this world does it still matter to me as that really had had its grips on me. And the final part is end game content, Greg. You and I both sure. know coming from Division, the end game content will dictate how much I put in. Right now, we still are early, right? We're leveling, we're getting those dings, we're feeling good every time we do something. But it is the still generic fetch quest, like Gary would explained yesterday of like, go here, kill 10 things, come back to me. Go there, collect seven different magpies, come back to me. And so we'll see the end game content from raids to dungeons. How cool those are. What are the different bosses? How do they look? How do they fight? And is that engaging? But as of right now, you got me for at least a week to two weeks until the big holiday rush comes out. I think they fit in this perfect zone right now where wow is wow. People are getting tired. There's a sit, search and situation going on with Blizzard, and there will still always be that player base. Final Fantasy, you hit it right before they have a big content drop coming up in November, I believe. So you have like this perfect moment here. But it's like, man, you could take the world by storm and clearly they have and people are wanting this kind of situation. So can you stick the landing, keep us all engaged moving forward? Positive, Greg, no monthly fee, which is always nice. One time purchase that goes a really long way for players wallets and them coming back. Yeah, it's I, you know, echo everything you you said, right? And it's, you know, we talked about it on Gamescast. Of course, you can get it now, youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast service around the globe. But like, you know, when uh, Tim asked Andy what it was, and Andy's like, it's a good MMO. Like that, you know what I mean? That's where we're at right now on launch day. Obviously, this thing is gonna change and evolve and all this different stuff. But it was this thing of, you know, even for me, Mike, like I think the combat's awesome. Like I love how how in the moment it feels. And I love using my shield and I love my hard and weak strikes, and I love, you know, the dodge roll and all that stuff. 
I'm down for all that. I like that vibe of it. I think the world's pretty. Obviously, there's a lot going on at it. And I know people are talking about there not being that much content. I think they're talking about further into the game and, and towards the end game stuff. For me, I'm talking about, you know, my first three hours with it or whatever. Lots going on to it. But it is that thing where I just feel like I, I, I don't understand as I play it why I would play this for another 20 hours. Mm. Like, I like what I'm doing. It's giving, it's, you know, exactly what Gary was talking about yesterday, right? The serotonin boosts of, all right, cool. I've hit off this checklist. I've got those three things. I've advanced to the next thing that tells me to go get the next three things. And that's all well and good. And that that is, you know, to some degree, video games. That's what video games are. That's what MMOs are, right? But to do it and start into it, I always get that feeling of like, yeah, this is fun, but if I'm doing this, why wouldn't I go do this in DC Universe Online again, a game I have 900 hours invested in? Why wouldn't I, you know, I like this combat, sure, but Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning probably is, is very similar, and I could go have that and run around with that. If I want to get into a, a, a MMO right now, why wouldn't I boot up Elder Scrolls Online? Because, you know, for me personally, that's, you know, something I can play with a controller on my PlayStation. Like, I can enjoy it that way. And so there's something here that's good about this game and special about this game, but I don't know how long that's going to last, and that'll be the interesting story for it. Yeah, that, that's the big issue with all MMOs, Greg, and that's why people always go back to WoW, right? Because you go to where you want to be, the world that speaks to you the most, and the flavors of the week come and go, right? Right now, you're feeling the hotness. You're part of the hype. You're part of the cycle. Two weeks from now, does this game still capture you? Probably won't, right? Because your preferences lie with something different, and you might want to go over to a world that actually captures you and engages you. And I think that's why WoW, wow, that is why WoW has always been so prevalent is because that's the world that people love the most. Sure. And they're so established in it, right? Similar yep. to the D my DC thing. Like, you've just been around forever. There's so much. Like, it's always hard to be like, oh, there's no end, any end game content for this MMO that launched today versus <laughs> this game that's been out forever, right? And and changed so much or whatever. But I have more here. I have more here for New World. Uh, we're going to go over to uh, GameSpot, where the one, the only, Eddie, has two stories back to back. Uh, first off, uh, New World isn't coming to consoles yet. Amazon's recently released MMO, New World, is performing extremely well right now, prompting some to ask the developers if the PC game might come to console at some point posting on twitter the studio said fans hoping to play new world on console are going to have to wait if it ever happens at all quote new world will be playable only on pc for the foreseeable future the studio said the developer used the same response to numerous people on twitter who asked if new world would come to console additionally the studio addressed controller compatibility there is no native controller support in the works for new world but the studio said people can use the steam controller if they want that kind of control experience quote there is no native controller support currently planned for new world we do however encourage you to try the steam controller support if you wish to play with a controller the team said pc mmos making the jump to console is not unprecedented as games like the elder scrolls online dc universe online and final fantasy 14 all came to console very offensive thing to say there of course dc universe online came to both day one <laughs> this isn't some eddie this is not something that came later all right elder scrolls came later final fantasy honestly don't remember I knew the Realm Reborn was on both, but that doesn't matter. Don't keep fucking DC Universe Online's name out of your fucking mouth, Eddie, if you don't understand, all right? The, the Lord of the Rings Online is reportedly headed to PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S in the future, too. Blizzard's WoW never crossed over to the console, however. Mike, I saw you grab your chest. This was my thing. I was, you know, we were talking about it. I was excited for it, not even to stream with you guys, just to try a new game, new world. Let's see what's up. And I Googled controller support, and they were like, nah. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And then playing the game, I'm like, ah. Oh, this would feel so good on a controller. It, it would feel so good on a controller. And I actually made that face, Greg. I got to go on a side tangent really quick. You know, I always talk smack about the dual sense. I actually take it all back. You know what the worst controller is? It's the Steam controller. That Oof. is, honest to God, the worst controller I've ever held and played with in my life. So you know what? PlayStation fans out there, you get a one-up, you're over the Steam controller, so you got to love it. But back to the topic. Yeah, Greg, uh, you know, a lot of games have crossed over on the console and done an incredible job over in that ecosystem with controller support. You brought up Elder Scrolls Online. You brought up DC Universe, Neverwinter. There's so many good games over on the console side that have spoken to a new audience and have brought them into these MMOs. I've talked about my lineage with this kind of game genre and how bad I wanted WoW to come to console, right? I had WoW on PC, but I was always on my Xbox, and I dreamt of the day that WoW would come to console and we'd be able to play this incredible world with new and exciting friends on a new platform. And it just never happened, right? Yeah. And so to see this right now, it is sad because you're right, Greg, there is a multitude of reasons why this could be so great on console, right? The, con the controller with the real-time combat would fit well, just like Elder mm -hmm. Scrolls does. It has a minimal setting when it comes to spells and casting. So really you only have three buttons of spells at this time. 
it'd be perfect to go right onto the face buttons with no issues at all. It's understandable. Uh, of course, you want to nail the PC launch. That is where this MMO market is. You launch on PC, and then we go over to console. But right now, it would be a perfect fit. So we'll see if they do. It's always sad to see these hot games come over to PC when you're on console and you can't play them due to kind of just the MMO structure of how it's always been. It's so just weird to not have well, it's just not the controller. Like just controller support. Toss the console part out. Like I, I, I thought for sure this would launch with controller support. Let alone, I mean, you have amazon luna right like <laughs> you're selling me an amazon controller why wouldn't you put it over here I realize uh, I, good point. yeah good point with the amazon luna controller odd one is right but you know we'll see i i hope for controller support first for you how about that greg that's what i hope for Thank right you. now that's what i want that's all i need that's you know what i mean i'm getting my steam deck does that not help come on Throw me a bone here, New World. Uh, and the final New World story of the New World Order uh, comes again from Eddie over at GameSpot, who says there's no Bezos or Amazon names in this game. Amazon's new MMO, New World, launched this week, and the game is off to a very good start. Players have now discovered that there are some character names that are not allowed, and they aren't just the regular offensive and obscene names you might expect to be blocked. It appears that New World players are forbidden from putting Bezos or Amazon in their character names. PC Gamer attempted to create a character named Jeff Bezos's wallet and unionize amazon but they were blocked the site reports that any mention of bezos and amazon in a player name is not allowed and this includes variations like jeff b and bezos where the o is a zero among others it's not that these names were already taken either as the game tells you quote this game this name is in use uh when you try to create a character with a name already chosen by someone else some creative players are getting around these limitations however as pc gamer discovered that someone created a character named beth jesus someone else named a character jeffrey bezos all one word with some different spellings in there and the character model is even seemingly based on the business executive i mean greg i, I I don't know what to say. I, I get it. I understand it. You know, it, it's a fun little joke that everybody has, but I don't know. I get it's just unoriginal. It's like calling people, you know, Craven Moorhead and Mike Hunt. You know, it's like yeah, who would have put that hey, into the chat yesterday? Hey, on a global I, chat. Who would have hey, put that I understand into the global you want to be Jeff Bezos and you want to troll around, but like they put it in there. It's just like play the fantasy game, have some fun. Don't worry about being Jeff Bezos in the video game. That I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. To that, There's not know? much who to knows? say to that one. That's just a fun one to tack on there. I think. <laughs> Well, you can go a couple different ways with it, but as everybody knows, there are a lot of younger people playing video games and there are a lot of assholes. So if yep. you were able to call yourself Amazon, whatever, I'm sure there'd be some moron who, not some moron, some kid, naive kid who would get DM'd of like, hey, I'm from Amazon. You've won a thing. Give me whatever. Oh yeah, sure. You know what I mean? You turn over oh, your yeah. everything to it or whatever. There's got it. There's rules for it or whatever. And then the Bezos thing, I don't think anybody's going to think they're really running into Jeff Bezos, but that, that's probably more than they don't want him being this monster in the game. But, you know, Oh, my gosh. That's a good one, Greg. That's good. You know what I do know, Mike, that one of the best values in gaming is patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can write in to be part of the show. You can get the shows with the post shows we do each and every weekday. You can get early access to the games cast and so much more. But right now you can get this episode of kind of funny games daily ad free, but you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here is a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Liquid IV. Working out, meditating, treating yourself with so many different types of self-care, it can be hard to remember one of the most fundamental ways to take good care of yourself, hydration. No, Liquid IV is not an actual IV drip, but it does hydrate you faster and more efficiently than plain old water. It contains the perfect balance of vitamins that help you hydrate quicker. How do I, Greg Miller, know so much about Liquid IV? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I like to drink too much. And often after I've had too much, to drink the next day we use liquid iv around here you can all i've also used it you know when you're sick uh, you, maybe off the plane you took a plane ride and you're like ah, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really thirsty you know what i mean you're dehydrated because the pressurization use it but also you learn to get your drink on like greg does throw back a few brewskis like stone cold steve austin uh the next morning uh liquid iv does help i mix it with my water quite a bit grab your favorite liquid iv flavors nationwide at walmart or you can get 25 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code kfgd at checkout that's 25 percent off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code 
code KFGD at liquidiv.com. Our next sponsor, why it's ExpressVPN. Going online without ExpressVPN is like leaving your dog with the nearest stranger while you run into the store. I would never do that to Portillo. Uh, most of the time, it's probably fine, but you never know. What if they're a serial dog napper? Uh, well, every time you connect to an unencrypted network, like a cafe or a hotel, your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's been easy because, of course, ExpressVPN has been a sponsor of Kind of Funny for quite some time, a long time, and the one, the only, Cool Greg, has used it quite a bit. Uh, all the internet surfing he does, all the different shows he's watching, all the different things he's streaming. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com games. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com games, and you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash games and our final sponsor of the day demon slayer it's time to become the blade that destroys demons in demon slayer kimitsu no yaba the hinokami chronicles launching october 15th on ps5 ps4 xbox and steam uh tanjiro comes home to find his family murdered and his sister transformed into a demon well that sucks understandably my boy tanjiro is devastated by this and decides to become a demon slayer to restore his sister's humanity and seek revenge on the demon that slaughtered his family based on the anime demon slayer the game's adventure mode lets you relive your favorite memorable moments and thrilling battles then there's a versus mode where you can choose any combination of two characters to face off with exhilarating gameplay and a whole bunch of skills and characters from the anime rise up to become the strongest of the demon slayers pre-order demon slayer and unlock two bonus characters and get early access to the game to pre-order just click the link in the description Number three on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, Netflix has bought Night School, the developers of Oxen Free, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Night School put up a, a, a letter, I think they call it, uh, written by the one, the only, Sean Crankle, head of the studio. As of today, Night School is joining the Netflix team. Over the last few months, we've had countless thoughtful chats about our respective visions for where we see games, storytelling, and our collective opportunity for positive impact somewhere in the middle. Night School wants to stretch our narrative and design aspirations across distinctive, original games with heart. Netflix gives film, TV, and now game makers an unprecedented canvas to create and deliver excellent entertainment to millions of people. Our explorations in narrative gameplay and Netflix's track record of supporting diverse storytellers was such a natural pairing. It felt like both teams came to this conclusion instinctively. Of course, it's a surreal horror. Uh, a horror <laughs> is a surreal honor to be. Uh, sorry, Halloween on the brain. The first game studio to join Netflix. Not only do we get to keep doing what we do, uh, how we like to do it, but we get a front row seat on the biggest entertainment platform in the world. The Netflix team has shown the utmost care for protecting our studio culture and creative vision. We'll keep making Oxen free too. We'll keep cooking up new game worlds. For now, there's a kaleidoscope of butterflies in our team's collective stomachs. Apparently, that's what you call a group of butterflies. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, because we truly believe we've got a chance to positively impact the way people discover, play, and share story games with each other. Let's go. Mike, Netflix buys Night School. How do you feel about it? Uh, you know, it's acquisition season, as everybody out in the video games world has been saying. It's acquisition season. No, this is really cool, Greg. This is really awesome to see a very talented team who's created some really fun story-driven games, right? I think of After Party is one of my favorite games that they've created over there. And for them to be supported like this and going onto a main stage with Netflix, there's a lot of positives here, right? Netflix is one of the biggest entertainment hubs on the planet. 200 million subscribers over there, Greg. That is a lot of eyes. And you see them start to head into gaming and what kind of impact will we see with Netflix heading into gaming? What can yep. they do in this space? And it's fun to think about, right? You and I, we've played cloud games with Xbox and they've done a really good job with touch controls, but now we know phones have elevated so much where you can just Bluetooth a controller in. And I'm sure out of the 200 million subscribers they have, probably 50 or hundred of them have controllers, right? You have sure. to think a lot of people. So it is really exciting to see. I know that they have games already available now in certain areas, but they're kind of more mobile style games. Yeah, so I'm really excited has to been see doing that, yeah. what this is going to be doing. I, I think this is a very great thing. We've seen it with the team over at Double Fine with Xbox and how Microsoft was able to back them and allow them to create even more. You got to think now with this team, 
is going to have a lot of backing from Netflix to be able to create awesome games. Yeah, and that's the thing about it where, you know, when Netflix, uh, first off, when it was the rumors of Netflix getting into gaming, when they were, you know, little things with Ghost of Tsushima, like, were out there in back ends of Netflix, and we were all like, what the hell's going on? And then, of course, them to say, all right, cool, we are doing it. You know, the Netflix mobile app is being additioned with some uh, uh, mobile games that are, what, in Spain, Italy just got announced yesterday or whatever. Like, it was that idea of, like, all right, cool, what are you doing, and what kind of games are you going to be putting in, and, you know, will anybody ever care about this? Going and investing in studios to actually build a first-party lineup, you know, in a similar to a PlayStation, similar to an Xbox, similar to, you know, an EA, you know, uh, buying up studios and doing stuff. I think it does show a commitment to the space, and Night School is a great grab. Like, especially for what they're talking about here. If you haven't played Oxenfree, Oxenfree is uh, a narrative-driven, you know, walk-around, uh, excellent voice acting. You know, your choices matter. You get to a bunch of different endings. It's exploratory. It's a little bit of puzzles here and there. Um, it's awesome. And it always play, It always felt when you were playing it like you were playing a Netflix show, like you were playing a Stranger's Thing, right? You are these high school kids who are going to an island to party a bit, and you get to play around with that. I think taking oh, the printer just started up jesus christ i was like what the fuck uh taking uh that kind of game right and dropping it into a platform not like netflix and grant granted again i'm getting ahead of myself here you know we're talking about these kind of games are they where is netflix mobile app where is their game structure where is it all taking it to where my mom who subscribes to netflix is going to see a game up there i don't think she'd click on it necessarily but maybe she would one day you know what i mean and if and to your point mike if she wouldn't a, if you get 2% of the audience to click on it and start playing that game to learn who night school is to learn what kind of games they're making. And if they keep making what you assume they would games like this, like, I think you're going to have something there. These are the kind of games you would show, right? I think so many people have written in over the years being like, Hey, my significant other doesn't play games, but I want to get them into it. Or I want something we can do together. What do you suggest? And we used to years ago say, Oh, well telltale, right? Sit there and make the choices. Over years, that became Life is Strange. But Oxenfree has been on that list, too, because it is compelling characters with an interesting story where the gameplay isn't something that needs to be, you know, pinpoint accurate, nitro, rifle, mouse, and keyboard. Let's get in there. This can be something you enjoy and go through for the story. Yeah, it's really exciting, Greg. And this is a perfect team, like you said, to be kind of teamed up with Netflix and what they want to do. And the interesting thing will be, of course, we jump on it, right? And it's like, oh man, they have so much IP, they can make Stranger Things and such, mm -hmm. right? I think the big catch here will be, just like Microsoft has done with Double Fine and so many of their other teams, right? Let them create what they want to create. You talk about Oxenfree and how special that is, right? I don't need them to start making a Glow video game out of nowhere just because Glow was yeah. hot two years ago. It'll be yeah. really interesting to see what kind of freedoms they have, what they can create within this space. And also on the flip side, right? Like discoverability. We talk about Netflix and how, you know, tv and movies you kind of watch these things but you don't really go back to them that much right but repay replayability of video games is so high and the ability to jump back in now and have kind of this mix of tv entertainment and video games all in one app is going to be pretty special and we've seen what netflix has done with discoverability with how they've elevated kids on netflix having their own section and having that really catered to them now just adding in games right like you said your mom might not want to jump in but Kids could jump in, young adults could jump in. It's a great avenue with their subscription already to be able to be entered into the gaming world. This is kind of special and cool. And it'll be interesting to see who follows suit. Does anybody follow suit? Will Hulu do something sure. like this? Could we see Disney and Disney Plus ever do something like this? It'll be really interesting to see now that Netflix does it, can they do it right? And will others buy into this as well? And I'm, I think it's interesting too with Night School coming on, who's the next studio Netflix grabs, right? What are they going to continue as they build this roster of people? Or are they, you know, where do you just start small with this one thing? And then I know the chat went through of like, somebody went through and it was, you know, don't fuck this up, Netflix. That of course is the other thing, right? Mm -hmm. Of like the road is paved with good intentions that went wrong right and so right now netflix is bullish on games they're gonna buy night school they're gonna buy x y and z i i sean i know uh personally incredibly smart person uh obviously the studio over there uh making great games right i can easily see them uh go, I, they wouldn't partner with netflix if they didn't believe in it right however what happens when netflix profits drop and the people that they that believe in this like sean do they get canned and now there's somebody new who is like cool I don't know what the kind of fucking games you're making. Just made Stranger Things games, right? And then you lose the talent. The talent bleeds out, blah, 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 and then this thing gets shuttered in three month, years. Not saying that would happen, but that's always the risk when you you know, you know get bought by another company. So we will have to wait with bated breath to see 
what happens from here on out and where these games go. But pretty soon you're going to be turning on your uh, console, PC, whatever, and be getting that Netflix splash screen before you go to play your game because they are publishing games. Number four on the Roper Report. Mike, we couldn't have you on here and not talk Halo. We have some Halo PC concerns and comments. This is, again, Eddie from GameSpot. A Halo Infinite developer has responded to the concerns raised by a prominent streamer regarding the game's PC version, and specifically the game's keyboard and mouse controls. Streamer Alex Goldenboy Mendez, who works with Microsoft from time to time as a caster in professional Halo tournaments, criticized Halo Infinite's keyboard and mouse controls in a video. Quote, there really is a weird thing going on with the core gameplay, Golden Boy said. There was there were moments where I would shoot at someone or I would attempt to no-scope somebody with a sniper and I would see that even though my aim was right on the player, the bullet just disappeared completely or went in a completely different direction, end quote. Golden Boy went on to say that in their experience, players using controller have an advantage over people using keyboard and mouse. Greg interjecting, that's the way it should be. Get your life right, keyboard and mouse players, uh, especially in close quarter conditions. Community manager uh, John Jonowinski or Jonowinski. You know, do you know John over there as community manager, Mike? Uh, Junisek is what we call Junisek. That was way uni. <laughs> uni is what they call him. They make uni. Where's going on? Uni then responded on Twitter saying in a reply to Golden Boy that Halo Infinite multiplayer will get improvements to performance, hitching, aiming, and more on PC. Quote: I spoke with the PC team and they confirmed that the improvements to performance, hitching, latency, aiming, and more that we've already made internally will give you and all PC players a first class experience at launch. Uh, the developer also acknowledged that the version of Halo Infinite from the beta test represents an old version of the game and that many of the problems reported so far have actually already been fixed. Quote, there are known issues in the tech preview build, but the good news is that most of them have already been addressed internally and we are guaranteed uh, for launch. Uh, rest assured, though, uh, we'll continue to improve and optimize the experience ev in every area uh, they can before launch. 343 previously spoke about how the PC edition of Halo Infinite would be, quote unquote, first class. Snow Bicycle Michael. What do you think? You 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 played this thing all weekend long. Andy was playing with you. You were streaming it. You were having a great time. Do you have concerns about the PC version? Yeah, it's interesting, Greg, because we played it all weekend long. We've been following it, of course, over on the Kind of Funny X cast since the beginning, right? And they're tailoring this to all of the ecosystem here on Xbox, and PC is a major piece of that. And it's wild to see Golden Boy bring this up and so many people in the live chat right now over on Twitch, and I'm sure in the comments, because... After day one, Greg, I actually stopped playing on my mouse and keyboard and went back wow. to controller because it didn't feel right. After playing so much Apex, Call of Duty, Warzone, and everything else in between on mouse and keyboard and really elevating that, when I jumped into this recent flight, something fell off. It didn't feel as smooth. Things weren't connecting, and I couldn't put my thumb on it just like Golden Boy, right? I couldn't figure out what was that one thing missing, and it just didn't feel right to the point where I just put grabbed my controller and put down the mouse and keyboard for the rest of the weekend, which is too bad because I really enjoyed it. But you can see this team and their approach, right? They know that they're making a game for PC first as well. They're putting all of their backing behind it. And, you know, they're going to address all these issues. That's why you do these flight previews is sure. to hear sure. about the bugs, to hear from the community of what's good, what's bad, and go back to the drawing board and fix it. And I think for them, they've done a really good job of being open and honest and also coming out early. Right. We've already had two flights. We're going to be on flight number three here this weekend. And it's given them a lot of time to optimize this game and work around the different structures from Xbox One consoles to the series consoles to control or to PC with mouse and keyboard. And of course, the cloud. So a lot going on here, but awesome to see Golden Boy speak up and talk about it. I know a lot of people have and great to see the team back at 343 address it. Kind of fucked up. He didn't. You didn't, huh, Mike? Uh, you know what? I'm also I'm one of those jabronis who jump right back onto my controller and just say, hey, F mouse and keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I don't, because well, I don't give play. a I don't care. I don't got time to make a video about this. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. Doesn't feel right. Guess what? I'm going back home because that's where it feels I the gotta best. I got to frag right? out. I got to get out there and do yeah. it. You know? <laughs> Fifth and final on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. I got a super monkey ball review roundup for you. We are running late on time, so I'll give you the highlights here. Metacritic has it at a 79 right now. GameSpot gave it an 8. The 6th Access gave it a 7. I gave it a six uh, i'll give you we'll go right down the middle and i'll go to six access where dominic l's uh, report read in summary obviously 
Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is a solid, unglamorous return to the series' greatest moments. We've been steering monkeys and balls across increasingly difficult landscapes for 20 years now. And while Banana Mania doesn't return the series to its hollowed position of old, I don't want to stop quite yet. There you go. If you're a monkey ball person, it sounds like you're getting more monkey ball. Were you ever a monkey ball person? Were you ever about this, Mike? What the hell is super monkey ball, Greg? I've never heard of it, never played it. Fair enough. Mike, if I wanted to find games that were out in the mom and grop shops today that you have heard of, where would I go? Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games daily show hosts each and every weekday. They got a monkey ball tie-in over there on that uh, Fall Guys. You still playing Fall Guys ever? Uh, I still go back and dominate Fall Guys whenever, but I mean, I'm not rocking a monkey ball costume. I have a unicorn and everybody knows it. You know what I mean? That's all Fair I do. Enough. Out today, Centipede recharges on PlayStation all around, Xbox all around, Switch and PC. Skeletal Avenger is on Xbox all around. A Juggler's Tale is on PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. Creepy Tales is on Xbox One. Drone Ridge is on Switch. Uh, Meteoroids 3D is on Switch. DAP, D-A-P, is on PC. Math Classroom Challenge is on Switch. Madness Project Nexus is on PC, and Guardians of Helor is on Steam. New dates for you. Sheepo releases October 20th for Switch, PlayStation, and mm. Xbox. Mm. Now, some deals of the day. We're going to go to VGC, where Andy Robinson has a UK deal for our UK lad friends. Oi, governor! UK game retailer has announced a new promotion, which lets customers trade in their existing console to get an Xbox Series S and FIFA 22 for 84.99 or 84 pounds. 85 pounds, which is around 85 pounds. The price offered by the retailer depends on the console that's traded in. For example, if players uh, or customers exchange a Nintendo Switch, they'll get a Series S and FIFA 22 for 85 pounds, whereas an Xbox One X carries a trade-in price of 120 pounds. The promotion will start on Friday, October 1st, and last until Sunday, October 10th, and is only available in retail stores. A game reward account is required for the deal, which customers can sign up for for free. There's your upgrade path, Mike. You ready? That's Get pretty. It? That's a pretty rocking deal right there. I mean, it's funny. You brought up this. Last week on the X-Cast, we brought up Gary and all of his old Xboxes. And GameStop was doing a crazy deal where if he turned in his Xbox One X, they would give him $250 cash money. Like, that's insane right now. So go take advantage of the deal if you want to go upgrade. Now's the time. On top of that, I got PlayStation Plus uh, games for October with you. PlayStation 5 multiplayer shooter Hell Let Loose Golfs in PGA Tour 2K2021 and one-on-one fighter Mortal Kombat X. Join PlayStation Plus lineup on Tuesday, October 5th, and will be available until Monday, November 1st. If that wasn't enough for you, uh, there is a sale going on. Nintendo Switch owners need some adventure in your life and your game library. Today's your lucky day because the creators of 10 beloved indie adventures have banded together to discount their games by 15% to 76% in the point and click sale on Nintendo Switch running through October 6th. You can get Unavowed for 15% off. Sam and Max Save the World for 20% off. Belonging for 25% off. Guard Duty for 50% off. Hero U Rogue to Redemption for 50% off. Uh, Nelly Kudalot, The Foul Fleet for 50% off. Thimbleweed Park for 60% off. Uh, Gibius, A Cthulhu Adventure for 70% off. Layer of the Clockwork God for 75% off. And Jenny LeClue, Detective U for 76% off. What a fucking deal. Go get some of those. Point and click, Mike, you know? Point and click. I just want unpacking, Greg. So just get me to unpacking and we'll go from there. That's all I want. I Here's what I'll tell you about unpacking, all right? That's the one we played on the stream, right? The Amazon stream not too long ago. Uh, no, we have, yeah, that was moving out. You know, I love moving out. Yep. That was my first time playing moving out, Mike. And I'll tell you, I've thought a lot about moving out since then. Woo! Yes, Greg. I love that. was a lot that. of fun. I don't know why I slept so long in that. Because that was a game I think we did in one of the showcases or whatever. And I never got to it, whatever. And I was like, I'll get to it eventually. And I never did. And I played it with you on the Amazon Luna Couch Co-op stream. I was like, holy shit, that was fun. I think about it often, Mike. Good, Greg. Well, when we're back in the studio all together, we'll play it again. It will be a lot of fun. Let's platinum it, you and me deal it's time to squat up ladies and gentlemen this is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where of course you can go to get the show ad free with the post show we're about to do and of course get all sorts of crazy access for other shows today jordan lee rowan needs help on playstation 5 uh jordan's psn name is like a rowan stone that's all one word like a r-o-w-a-n stone just looking to get some kind of funny best friends on the friends list maybe invade some death loop runs trophy compare just feel closer to the kind of funny community i'm a new father so my gaming is very sporadic so playing together might be tough but i will do my best love you all 
like a Rowan Stone. Like a Rowan Stone, congratulations on becoming a father. I will know what that is like soon. Or maybe never. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Maybe this baby never leaves Jen. We're not sure. It seems like he doesn't even want to make any moves. He seems like he's just chilling in there. We got another appointment today. We'll see. Uh, but if you want to go play games or just look at trophies, like a Rowan Stone, ladies and gentlemen, over there. Mike, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com and podcast service around the globe. Uh, hard to find writes in and says, because you were talking shit about the dual sense, of course, is Mike not on his third elite controller? How can he say those things about the dual sense? I'm on my fourth, fourth elite, elite controller. controller. Yes, uh, the elite controller has a really bad time with the shoulder buttons uh very big issue a lot of people have traded it in a lot of people have sent it back on warranty i have gone through four elite controllers unfortunately and they have all been dealt with with the r1 or all two but or r1 or l1 button the shoulder buttons up there and it's uh it's unfortunate but yeah i mean you know me i'm an xbox guy people come on now come on now yeah, but you you, know, you you can be an xbox guy you can admit something that this well uh, great you can this admit is this better than is the great. This is better than the Dual Shocks. How about that? This is the best PlayStation controller they've ever created. I'm very proud of them. I'm really happy with it. And guess what, everybody out there? It's better than the Steam controller. Fair enough. We'll do that. Uh, for not a you're wrong, but something that's been either breaking or we just missed. Charles Jacobson points out that PlayStation PlayStation acquired Fabric Games, merging it with Fire Sprite Games, and Scorn has been pushed to 2022. And apparently also, uh, from Charles, Blood Omen Legacy of Kane is now available on GOG after 25 years. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily in the books. Uh, tomorrow you're going to be blessed with the one, the only, Tamar Hussein as he hosts alongside Tim for a Tim Tam Thursday. Then me and Janet Garcia are here to close out your week uh, tomorrow. Or no, on Friday. You know what I mean? Tomorrow for that or whatever. Uh, if you are watching live on Twitch right now, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. Metal Gear Solid 3. The journey continues. How hype are you, Mike? So excited, Greg. You know, I was in a clubhouse yesterday with aaron greenberg jeff Keeley, and steve sailor and they asked me what i've been playing and i brought up metal gear and how important this is how special it is and they were laughing because they said they had seen myself and the kind of funny team experiencing in this and so i'm really excited to see where we go you know could this all be a dream could it be made up maybe it's in a vr simulation i don't know we'll find out later today uh, if that's not enough for you, ladies and gentlemen, and maybe you're driving a car right now or cooking some dinner, you can catch that stream, of course, on our newest YouTube channel, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays, where all of our archives go live. If you want even more kind of funny than that, check out kindoffunny.com slash Will Wright. I got to interview the creator of The Sims and SimCity, Will Wright, for his new game, Proxy. Uh, and I'm very I'm proud of that, and I would like people to see it. Uh, of course, if you want to be proud of us, I don't know, that's a bad transition, but I'm tired. You can go to patreon.com slash games right in to be part of the show. Uh, get the show ad-free, and of course, get the post-show we are about to record. So we got to do that. Then Mike's going to stream some Metal Gear. So until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.